hot flashes, vaginal dryness, painful sex, low libido, recurrent urinary tract infections, weight gain, insomnia, orgasm? What orgasm? Menopause is a very special time, and I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a clinical professor of obstetrics and gynecology, the medical director of the Northwestern Medicine Center for Sexual Medicine and Menopause, a practicing gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. My mantra has always been, if women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information on all things menopause. 70 to 80% of postmenopause women experience vaginal dryness that causes not only painful sex, but also non-sexual issues such as irritation and burning. So it's hardly shocking that when a woman suddenly loses her lubrication, she and often her doctor assume, they assume that it's related to menopause because if you're over 45, the onset of vaginal dryness is more likely than not because your estrogen tank is on empty. And while not something you're going to celebrate, it's generally not a surprise. So episode three, what's up down there, genital dryness and misbehaving bladders is where I cover in detail the consequences of this lack of estrogen, known as genitourinary syndrome of menopause, which affects not only the vagina, but also the vulva and the urinary tract, which is why postmenopause women, along with vaginal dryness, also often have urinary symptoms, such as urgency or recurrent urinary tract infections. If genital urinary syndrome of menopause is the cause of your vaginal dryness, then one of the solutions I talk about in episode five, vaginal estrogen, rings, creams, and other things, is going to solve the problem. And of course, I wrote a whole book about it, Slip Sliding Away, A Gynecologist's Guide to Turning Back the Clock on Your Vagina. But lack of lubrication, it's not always a consequence of lack of estrogen. A few episodes ago, I went through all the things that cause hot flashes that have nothing to do with menopause. And just like you can't assume that your hot flashes are from menopause, there are a lot of things that make your vagina dry up that have nothing to do with menopause. So in this episode, I'm going to go through the reasons for vaginal dryness that are not uncommon in the over 40 crowd, but have nothing to do with menopause or lack of estrogen. Before we get into the list of things that can make your vagina like the Sahara Desert, I need to emphasize, you can have more than one thing going on. So yeah, you may have dryness as a result of menopause, but you might also be dry for another reason that has nothing to do with menopause. And that is one of the reasons why women continue to have problems, they continue to be dry, they continue to have painful sex, even if they're using vaginal estrogen. This is also the reason why telehealth isn't a great option when it comes to getting the right treatment for vaginal dryness or sexual pain. I mean, I totally get why women prefer to pick up a prescription without having to take off work in addition to taking off your pants and climbing into stirrups and doing the whole spiculum thing. But unless it's a quick fix, you really need an exam. In episode 27, Using Vaginal Estrogen But Sex Still Hurts Like Hell, I go through why having an exam is so important. But bottom line, just because you're in perimenopause or postmenopause, don't assume that your symptoms are because of menopause. And the only way to know is to have an expert take a look. Enough on that. You get the point. Before I get into specific medical conditions and scenarios that cause vaginal dryness, first I want you to think about what's in your medicine cabinet. Antihistamines, decongestions, 
Drugs like that lower moisture levels and reduce mucus, not just in your nose, but also in your vagina. There's a number of other medications that you really wouldn't think about, but they are associated with vaginal dryness. Things like calcium channel blockers, beta blockers, benzodiazepines. So you need to check the fine print on the label under side effects, just to make sure that vaginal dryness isn't listed. And while birth control pills are rarely the culprit in the over 40 crowd, it's worth a mention that in some women, a low-dose birth control pill causes changes in the vagina and the vulva that mimic what's seen during menopause. Now, obviously, anti-estrogen medications that are used to treat conditions such as endometriosis and uterine fibroid tumors are going to cause vaginal dryness. Usually it's temporary and hopefully your doctor has told you to expect that and has talked about treatments to uh, get rid of the dryness, even if you're taking one of those medications. But while I'm on the topic of anti-estrogen medications, probably the most common anti-estrogens prescribed in the over 40 crowd are for the treatment of breast cancer. It's not unusual for a woman with breast cancer to be placed on tamoxifen or an aromatase inhibitor to minimize her chances of recurrence. Tamoxifen and aromatase inhibitors block estrogen pathways, which is a good thing. It's what you want if you're trying to prevent breast cancer. But if it's a, but it's a bad thing when it comes to vaginas. If you want a well lubricated vagina, any of those drugs are going to be problematic. In one study, Women who used an aromatase inhibitor had inadequate vaginal lubrication 75% of the time. Now, women are, are usually warned. Their oncologists usually tell them to expect menopause symptoms like hot flashes and vaginal dryness. So it's usually not a complete surprise when someone starts having sandpaper sex. But most women are blindsided at just how bad it can be. I mean, for a lot of my patients, intercourse was not just painful, but it was impossible despite the use of lubricants, despite the use of moisturizers. And it's not just breast cancer treatments. Other cancer treatments can also cause vaginal dryness. Chemotherapy and pelvic radiation, yeah, they can cause your estrogen levels to fall. But beyond that, they cause direct damage to vaginal tissue. Now, I'm not going to get into the specific treatments of dryness that's caused by chemotherapy or pelvic radiation. I have a chapter on sex after cancer in my sex rx book um but just at this point just want to mention that treatment beyond a vaginal moisturizer or beyond a lubricant really depends on the type of cancer that's being treated and the type of treatment someone's had and in many cases a local vaginal estrogen product a spemaphine co2 laser or dha suppositories all the things i talk about in the creams and rings segment are just fine but you do need to check with your oncologist on this one all right, moving up. Under the heading of medications, I'm going to include cannabis. Yeah, there are reports of cannabis causing cotton vagina, not a medical term. Um, and I'm not talking about CBD that a lot of women apply locally, either to help with orgasm or to help with lubrication. I'm talking about systemic cannabis, like gummies, edibles, inhaled cannabis. Now, just to be clear, there is not one published scientific study on the impact of cannabis on the vagina. This is all based on anecdotal reports. But cannabis does cause dry mouth, so I'm just throwing it out there as one of the possibilities. Another commonly missed cause of vaginal dryness is 
diabetes. That's right. I was doing a new patient consultation. It's Margie. Um, she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes as a teen, and she came to see me when she was 37. And her appointment was just for a general gynae exam. She didn't have any specific issues. She didn't have any problems. She was there to get just annual pap test and her birth control. So I'm taking her medical history and I'm talking to her about her diabetes and if it had any impact on her eyes, her kidney function, or her sexual function. She looked at me, she said, oh my gosh, no one has ever asked me that before. But in fact, it turned out she was having trouble, not just having an orgasm, but she was experiencing a lot of vaginal dryness even when she was feeling aroused. Evidently, her otherwise excellent endocrinologist kind of forgot to mention that diabetes can sabotage your sex life. And the reason is that diabetes can damage blood vessels. And the smallest blood vessels, the capillaries, are particularly vulnerable. And this is why diabetes is associated with neuropathies and eye problems. It's also why diabetics sometimes have trouble with orgasm because the blood supply to the clitoris and the clitoral nerves can be compromised. But blood supply is also essential to vaginal health and to normal lubrication. And anything that decreases capillary blood flow to the vaginal walls is going to translate to decreased vaginal moisture. So yes, your diabetes can dry up your vagina. Tight control of diabetes helps, but there's also no reason to not also use a local vaginal estrogen. Estrogen is a vasodilator, which means it will increase blood flow to the vaginal walls, which in turn will increase lubrication. So even if you're not yet in menopause, if you have diabetes, a little vaginal estrogen can go a long way. Other autoimmune conditions can also cause vaginal dryness. Sjogren's syndrome is an autoimmune condition that's known to cause dry eyes and a dry mouth. But not as frequently mentioned, but very common, is that women with Sjogren's syndrome can also experience dry vagina. Other uh, autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis, they're also associated with decreased vaginal lubrication and sexual pain. Multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis is another condition that is associated with early onset vaginal dryness. Up to 85% of women with multiple sclerosis report lubrication problems, including women who are not in menopause. And yes, vaginal estrogen is safe. Vaginal estrogen is appropriate, and vaginal estrogen is helpful for women with multiple sclerosis. Now, vaginal dryness causes painful sex, obviously, that's what we're talking about, but painful sex, for other reasons, can cause vaginal dryness. I mean, think about it. Once you have painful sex, for any reason, your body will go into protective mode to prevent another painful experience. So two things are going to happen. First, your pelvic floor and vaginal muscles will tighten in an effort to keep the penis or toy out, a condition known as vaginismus. In addition, the other thing that your vagina will do to prevent a penis from entering is to not lubricate. Your vagina is not stupid. And if your vagina is anticipating pain, your vagina will say, don't come in here. And the best way for that to happen is not only for the muscles to tighten, but for there to be a total lack of lubrication. In other words, the dryness may not be the initial problem, but becomes a protective mechanism. The initial pain triggers the dryness instead of the initial dryness 
triggering the pain. And that's exactly how you get into this vicious cycle of pain. So in this case, the origin of the pain has to be treated. Um, using a lubricant or vaginal estrogen, it's usually not going to do the trick unless the addition, unless the initial condition was something that's going to respond to estrogen like genital urinary syndrome of menopause. In most cases, not only do you need to treat whatever was causing the pain, but you're also going to need pelvic floor physical therapy and maybe some dilator therapy. And the segment to listen to for more information on that is my episode on sex that still hurts like hell despite the use of estrogen. All right, next up, lubricants. Exactly. The lubricant you are using to help your vaginal dryness may actually make things worse. Worse. I mean, most women are shocked to learn that the most popular, the most commonly purchased lubricant, you know which ones I'm talking about, might initially and temporarily make things more slippery, but over time will dry out your vagina even more. The details are in episode four. Um, that one's called, is your lubricant helping or hurting your vagina? But as a quickie review, most water-based lubes contain glycerin and other additives to keep things on the slippery side. Another ingredient often found in many, but not all water-based lubes is a preservative known as propylene glycol. Glycerin, propylene glycol, and other additives often found in water-based lubricants increase the product's osmolality. Osmolality is the measure of dissolved particles per unit of water in a solution. Water, for example, has an osmolality of zero. The vagina normally has a low osmolality, around 300. So you want whatever you're using to be as close as possible to that number. If you put a lubricant with a high osmolality in your vagina, the vaginal cells will push water outside of the cells in an attempt to maintain a low vaginal osmolality. So lubricants with high osmolality not only dry out tissue, the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish, but also increase the chance of irritation and infection because the tissue becomes damaged. And that's why many women who experience irritation, burning, and itching and even more dryness with regular use of water-based lubricants. So as a first step, as you're listening to all this, if you're using a water-based lubricant, unless you're sure it has a low osmolality, and it will say so if it does, you can assume if it's not on the label, if the osmolality is not listed, that it's sky high. So if you're not using a low osmolality lubricant, switch to a silicone, not a water-based, switch to a silicone-based lubricant, which has no osmolality issues, won't damage your tissue, won't dry things out, and is a lot more slippery and lasts a whole lot longer. I want to spend a few minutes now, um, a little bit off topic, but talking about vulvar itching. Because strictly speaking, vulvar itching, like the kind of itching that makes you want to tear your skin off your vulva, it's not the same as dryness, but it's confusing. And a lot of women will come in complaining of dryness and burning when itchy is really the predominant symptom. Now, I do have a whole episode on the itchy vulva. That's episode 18 with Dr. Jill Kraft, who's fabulous. Um, but I want to mention that a common cause of postmenopause vulvar itching and dryness is a vulvar skin condition called lichen sclerosis. Now, lichen sclerosis can be seen on its own, but a lot of women that have lichen sclerosis also have 
vaginal atrophy from genital urinary syndrome of menopause. And this is a classic case of more than one thing going on and why an exam is so important because someone might get treated for their genital urinary syndrome of menopause, but they're not going to get treated for lichen sclerosis if no one has diagnosed it. Um, you know, lichen sclerosis can affect any age group, but it most commonly affects peri and postmenopause women. Take a look, get the mirror out, get the light out. Um, you will see skin changes. These skin changes usually occur around the clitoris and the labia. They appear kind of white, thin, slightly wrinkled. And then in addition to itching and dryness, sometimes you can see cracks in the skin. There might be some bleeding, some pain that has nothing to do with sex. And in most severe cases, of course, intercourse is pretty much out of the question because the skin not only splits, but the scarring from long-term untreated lichen sclerosis can cause a narrowing and tightening of the opening of the vagina. Um this is a genetic predisposition for this, and in many cases, it's associated with immunologic problems such as thyroid disease, but sometimes someone has absolutely no risk factors. They just get lichen sclerosis. Steroids, not estrogen is the cure, but it needs to be the right steroid and it needs to be used the right way. This is one of those conditions that if the medication is completely stopped, the recurrence rate is very high. So you need to be under the care of an expert who's going to keep an eye on this long term. Now, while some women are able to eventually stop using steroids and apply only if symptoms come back, most that they need to apply the medication on a regular basis to prevent recurrence. And but in postmenopause women, treatment protocols in addition to steroids um, also require topical estrogen because they need to use the estrogen to counteract the changes from genital urinary syndrome of, of menopause. The steroids are also making the tissue thin. So you need the estrogen to make the tissue a little thicker and more elastic. So it's a balancing act. The right combination of steroid and estrogen cream is going to do the trick for the majority of women. And, uh, but again, you know, this is something that you most women need to see someone who really knows what they're doing with this. Untreated lichen sclerosis can progress to vulvar cancer in three to four percent of women, but treated lichen sclerosis pretty much never, never becomes cancerous. So have I convinced you yet why a vulvar and vaginal exam is so important and why telemedicine is generally not good medicine? All right medical conditions and medications that I've been running through, and, and there are others, but those are the most common ones. Those are not the only thing that can cause vaginal tissues to go on strike. There's the fear factor, fear of infection, like an STI, fear of pain. I've mentioned that one. Fear of pregnancy, fear that one of your kids is going to walk in. Fear that maybe if you have a heart condition, that if you come, you might go. I mean, fear for any reason can make it next to impossible to be in the moment and your vagina will respond or actually not respond accordingly. The exception, of course, of those people who find fear to be sexually exciting, but that's a whole different thing. Everything might be in working order as far as your body's ability to lubricate, but you simply aren't aroused. I mean, that's just a fact for a lot of women. I mean, face it, desire for your partner is going to have an enormous impact on your sexual receptivity and ultimately your sexual response. In other words, if you simply have no desire to have sex with your partner, or if you have a partner who's a jerk, or a partner who treats you poorly, 
or a partner who hasn't taken a shower in days, much less trims his or her toenails, you don't have a sexual dysfunction disorder. Your lack of response is normal. It's a normal response to your situation. So you don't need hormone therapy. You might need HRT as in husband replacement therapy. I cannot tell you the number of times that I've had patients who tell me they can't get aroused and they don't lubricate, but when they dump the guy and find someone new, or in some cases just fantasize their way into thinking they're with someone else or simply have sex with themselves, everything is just fine. Biologically, there's no problem. Medically, there's no problem. Just something to think about. Also, you know, you may like the person you're with, but if you've had a history of sexual trauma, that also has very high rates of causing your vagina to subconsciously go into keep out mode. So a trauma-informed sex therapist is your go-to person. So recap, while most vaginal dryness in peri- and post-menopause women is due to a lack of estrogen, it might be something else or it might be both things. So here's the list. Breastfeeding, which for obvious reasons I didn't include, but I just want you to know it is on the list. Medications, cancer treatments, including chemotherapy and radiation, cannabis, diabetes, both type 1 and type 2, autoimmune diseases, multiple sclerosis, a history of painful sex from another reason, that high osmolality water-based lubricant, vulvar conditions such as lichen sclerosis, the fear factor, and the I really don't like my partner problem. All the above situations have one thing in common. They are all treatable. The not liking your partner problem, that's complicated. That may be the exception. But all the other treatments, all the other conditions are treatable. Sex should never hurt. And if your own doctor isn't giving you solutions, it doesn't mean those solutions don't exist. There's so many tools to reverse the dryness and the pain, but it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. So you may need to find an expert. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my Inside Information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of. See the light.